Hi, my name is Leah Fruth and I got to be a part of Platoon 25. Before instructor training, I prayed and prayed to see if this was going to be the direction that God wanted me to go in. I did not even know what I would do with it when I was done. And I was told over and over again, if it's just for yourself, it is still worth it. And I'm telling you, after my training, if this is just for you, it is totally worth it. Two years prior to instructor training, I began a journey of restoring and healing from pain and trauma in my past. I had received a word from someone straight from God telling me to simply sit in his love and his presence. In that moment, I knew that I did not know God's love, not in the way I thought I did. His love has such healing power. And I took these two years to discover that. At instructor training retreat, his love was shown to me so clearly that I will never be the same. On the first night of training, Lisa Keaton led us in a time of healing and prayer. I laid on my mat listening to her and a song came on and it said, the, first, the very first words were, your love is extravagant. And in that moment, I knew this is where I would know and find God's love. And I did that weekend. His love has healed me from my past. He is restoring me to who I was always meant to be. And that happened because of instructor training. That happened because of the faithfulness of Revelation Wellness and their staff. God showed me truly how big he is. And because of his love for me, I am emboldened and I am ready to run on mission, sharing his love with all those around me. I want to now set others free because God has set me free. I cannot wait to share Revelation Wellness with all those around me because through this, through this instructor training, I have known his love clearer than ever before. Well, hey guys, you just heard a testimony from Leah, Leah Fruth. Thank you so much. Um, man, I have been watching um, Leah as she came out of Platoon 25 training and just following her on Instagram and seeing the Lord do transformative work. Like the Lord has done something inside of her and she is literally hitting the ground running. Nothing gives me greater joy. Nothing gives me greater joy. So Platoon 26 is enrolling right now and I'm sure hopeful. I'm sure hopeful that nothing will keep you from coming. It is online and at home. There really is no excuse when it comes to time and travel like it used to be in the past. So we hope to see you there. And if you're considering it and not sure why you might be uh, called to the training, may I invite you to come to my webinar that I'm having this week. It is titled, How to Use Fitness to Change Your Life. 
And I think you just heard it there with the testimony. We're not just burning some calories around here. The days of counting calories and measuring our waist and the pounds that we carry that measure on a scale under our feet, those days are behind us. There's something greater that God is doing with the gift of movement and health and fitness. It's a joy and it's a get to. So I hope you will come to this webinar this Thursday, uh, January 14th from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm just going to be here in my office doing it with you. Um, So swipe up on the show notes to register so that you get sent the link to come to that. Because if you you miss it, we'll be sure to get it to you. Um, But I love it when you come live because we can talk, ask questions, get after it. And I'm going to be praying and doing some activation with you that we're just not going to give you some good information, but inspire you to act upon it. All right. So I hope to see you this Thursday. We have another revving the word for you today, as always, trying to get you going on a Monday, renewing your mind as you move your body. Thank you for partnering with us. Thank you, partners, your your monthly donation, how you continue to, to support this ministry. I just can't say thank you enough. You've been so abundantly generous in a time uh, that we could have reason not to be. So I love you and I thank you. And I promise it's making a difference. I promise it is until my dying breath, it will all matter because it's not about the fitness. Love you guys so much. Enjoy your time moving with the Lord. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. All right, today we're just going to move our body. If you're hearing this in real time, we have started as a community the 21 Day Sugar Fast. Really excited about it. And the message I have for you today is definitely in line with the season of 21 days and the, the key motivation why we are doing what we are doing. So if you're not in the sugar fast, um, you're still going to benefit greatly from today's movement. Um, You can go to the website and see if you can um, purchase it. We we did a donation, kind of a a fundraising, fun drive? What do you call that? Fundraising drive, where people gave any donation amount to be in, to be together. And uh, if you missed it, just head over, see if you can can purchase it. But we are going to restore the temple worship. The temple. We're told told in 1 Corinthians 6.19 by Paul, reminding us, don't you know that your body is the temple? The Holy Spirit, the place where the Holy Spirit lives, God now in you. So you probably have heard that before. If you've been a believer longer than a minute and you're talking about the body, someone's going to throw this verse down. That our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So today we're going to look back look forward because the temple has been around since ancient times before Jesus walked the earth we're going to look at it from the viewpoint of a king called Hezekiah 
<laughs> he's awesome. He's a great king. Between him and Jehoshaphat, there's hope for leadership. Remember, in the Old Testament, this is pre-Jesus walking the earth, but God always had a plan. So God, thank you. We are grateful to be here with you, to have breath in our lungs. Holy Spirit, come cleanse the temple. Come make room for yourself. Help us reestablish order. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, your effort, just keep it pretty much somewhere between a 5, 7. 5 to a 7, if you want to be an 8, there are no intervals today. It's just movement. Everyone, take a deep breath, inhale. Exhale. Keep doing that breathing. If ever you get tense, um, distracted, come back to the breath. And you've heard it before that the breath is a cleansing. It's true. It absolutely helps us shift into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the brake pedal of your body. It will interrupt a stress response or an apathetic posture. It's like remembering you're here. Take a breath, breathe. All right. I'm going to linchpin our scripture, holding it together with the very last, uh, the last word said about King Hezekiah. Remember, this is in the Old Testament when the people wanted a king. So we see a series of kings come and go. Some, like King David, brought revival, refreshment, restoration, celebration to the people of God. Some kings, wicked hearts, prideful hearts. So in 2 Chronicles 31, verse 21, let these words fall on you because what was for them is for us. And even more, in the fullness of a covenant that has been completed by the blood of Christ, He paid for this. Christ paid for you to be cleansed, restored, redeemed, strengthened, and transformed. Verse 21. Actually, I'll start at 20. Second Chronicles 31, 20. When I say these words, receive them into your own heart. See them in your mind as if God himself is placing a crown on your head with these words of life. Thus, Hezekiah did throughout all Judah 
And he did what was good and right and faithful before the Lord his God. And every work that he undertook in the service of the house of God and in accordance with the law and the commandments, seeking his God, he did with all his heart and prospered. This is the word of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I read that and I say yes, yes and amen. I want that. May it be said of me, let it be said of the redeemed that every work they undertook in the service of the house of God, in the temple, that was in accordance with what God has said. (laughs) And they continue to seek God with all their heart prospered. God rewards those who seek Him and you know where you're going to find Him? In the temple. In the temple. In you. Emmanuel, God with you. In you. Living, moving and have His being in you. Come on friends. It's time to restore temple worship, the worship of God in this skin we are in. The exaltation, the joy right now in Jesus' name, I declare clarity of mind, fullness of breath, health in your bones, blood filled with oxygen, new life, new life. Bring it into the temple now. God, encounter us in our bodies as we seek you. Repeat these words. God, cleanse me. God, cleanse me from every thought that defiles me, from every temptation that entices my flesh. God, have your way. Restore the worship in the temple. Okay, this is exciting. All I'm gonna do today is you keep moving your feet. We're gonna study the word as it shows up in the life of Hezekiah lived out. King Hezekiah, say his name, Hezekiah. (laughs) He whispers (laughs) through the halls of heaven of faith. His name echoes. 
a kayak. A great cloud of witnesses right now in heaven, applauding for you, fighting for you, cheering for you, is the voice of Hezekiah. Okay, so you can read all about him from Second Chronicles 29 to 31. I encourage you to do it too. Remember, don't just come here. Don't rely on me to lead you. The Holy Spirit does. I just show up. This is my overflow. This is my waterfall. If you get wet, just dive in deeper. Don't try to dry off. Don't try to keep it tidy. Dive in deeper into the Word. So Hezekiah is a king at 25 years old and he reigned 29 years it's a long time he was king longer than he was alive i want that come on this is why i train your child up in the way they will go and when they're older but still with enough time to outlive the years of their rebellion they will come Hezekiah, 25 years old. He is the first king to do something radical. There were some good kings in the past. And you'll see what they did is they tore down the high places. They tore down the idols, the Asherah poles, places where people would go to worship God. Hezekiah does something different than everyone else. First act of Hezekiah is he opened the temple doors and repaired them. At this point, the temple had been in ruin. The people's rebellion, their yo-yo living, <laughs> or YOLO living, defiled the temple. The temple became like a thrift store, a bar, a thrift store, just junk. And hear me, if you're a thrifter, there's often some treasures inside that junk. But most of it is just a place people were treating it like trash. Some commentators said that there would be perhaps even sexual orgies in it. All kinds of ridiculous, the opposite of what you would do in quote church. It was just a warehouse of junk, trash. All the other kings paid no attention to the temple. But Hezekiah, his first act, wasn't to go out and be mobile and tear down the idols in other places. He said, the temple, that place we have forgotten, open the doors and repair them. What does that mean to you right now? To open the doors to your body, your heart, 
your mind and repair them. Nice. Good work. Keep breathing. Remember, if you get apathetic, sleepy, challenged, uncomfortable, take a breath. Bring yourself into the moment. The second thing Hezekiah did after he opened the doors and repaired them. He called for the priests and asked them to clean themselves, sanctify, consecrate themselves, and clean out the temple. Remove the defiled things from the temple. You guys, <laughs> this is like, I'm telling you, need you to take your mind holy spirit show us what in ruins the temple was the priests were being called upon that had to been exciting or maybe scary for the priests because they had not been very active to this point right because priests belong in the temple oh hezekiah shows up and gives them a job to do clean yourselves and let's get to work cleansing the temple Remove from it the defiled things. This place is in disarray. Priests, put your robes on. Rise up. Do what you're created to do. And we know we are now priests. The New Testament, we're told that we are a royal priesthood. We, before the priests, would make intercession for the people. In the Old Testament, you would need to give something to the priest and they would intercede and make the offering for you. Now, in the fullness of this covenant, you are the offering. You are the priest. You do not have to jump through hoops and go find something of value to give. You are the value. You are the thing to give and you are the priest. Cleanse yourself. Breathe. I want you to believe if you're in this sugar fast, believe that God is restoring the temple to a glorious state. No condemnation, no shame. This is what I love about Hezekiah. He knows wisdom must have come upon him somehow. He knows there's a connection between Judah and Jerusalem's destruction and downfall with their turning away from God. 
also talking to the priests. In 2 Chronicles 29, verse 8, Hezekiah says, Therefore, the wrath of the Lord came on Judah and Jerusalem, and he has made them an object of horror, of astonishment, of hissing. And you see this with your own eyes. For behold, our fathers have fallen by the sword, and our sons and our daughters and our wives are in captivity for this. Come on, leader. Wake up. Wake up. Come on, breathe. Breathe the smelling salt of the gospel. See with your own eyes. There's a connection without condemnation. <laughs> Listen, if condemnation had come over the priests, they would have never gotten to work. But Hezekiah is just calling out, showing them, exposing truth so that they can walk in it, return to it. And then Hezekiah, in his heart, decides to make a covenant with the Lord. He makes a covenant with the Lord. Yeah, that's what you're doing here. One person's yes creates a generation of change. You've heard us say that. I want to also say, one person's yes creates a wedding feast for all. One person's yes can bring revival and celebration. One person's yes. Listen, some of you have a list of reasons. You are believing your temple is defiled with lies, accusations. Just because someone said it doesn't mean it's true. And just because you think it, cleanse the temple. Come on, keep your body walking, whatever. It took Hezekiah and the priest 16 days to cleanse the temple. If you're in the 21 day sugar fast, listen, we're going 21 days, but it's gonna be a lifelong sacrifice when it comes to this substance called sugar. It's, it's in our food. The enemy has perpetrated. He has taken good things and twisted them for gain. Well, let's just be real clear. Come on. I could do a whole teaching on the history of the food industry. Their good intentions and where it got wrong. And spoiler alert had to do with personal gain, greed, money. Oh, man, how you build it is how you keep it, everyone. This is why I ask for God, don't increase this ministry. Don't do it. If there's anything, any foundation that can't sustain it, Because a good motive like canning food, preserving food for long winters, that's a good thing. 
that's a good foundation. But then somewhere it goes off the rails because somebody gets greedy, forgets the Lord, lives for themselves rather than godly gain. And that's what the Israelites were doing. But I love the mercy of God. Hezekiah just says, return. Come back. Come as you are. Come. Wash yourselves. By the way, how do we wash ourselves, guys? With the word. <laughs> but I would say the first thing you got to do is come to yourself to wash yourself. Breathe. Come to yourself. In your temple, aware that things are a mess, that you have greed in your heart, bitterness in your heart, bondage of unforgiveness. You are holding God captive inside a broken world that He is not broken in. New perspective in your temple. Come on. And in 16 days, the temple was ready for worship, for sacrifices to be made. Isn't that interesting? It wasn't, the temple is ready. Let's all come in and sing some songs and read some scripture. No. When a temple is ready for worship, it starts with sacrifice verse 22 so they slaughtered the bulls and the priests received the blood and threw it against the altar and they slaughtered the rams and their blood was thrown against the altar and they slaughtered the lambs and their blood was thrown against the altar worship begins with sacrifice open your hands open your face open your heart let it all go. This is holy and acceptable worship to your God. True worship means sacrifices being made. Not singing, not putting on a show, but it's about to get messy again. I mean, they just cleaned the temple. But this is what the temple was for. It's a place where living things get sacrificed so new life can come. Hallelujah. gonna be war friends but it's one you won you need his grace it is grace that makes you strong in your weakness embrace it temptation is tension for growth resist the enemy submit yourself to God and the enemy will flee and the temple stays a place of worship Come on, I'm going to go quiet. 
make your praise, your sacrifice, your offering for you, your children, children's children, you, your yes, creates the generation of change and sets the table for a feast. And I love it. Once the sacrifices are made and the blood was thrown against the altar, it's a foreshadow of the blood of Christ, everyone. It's a gift. Then, Hezekiah says, then the singing began. Heal us, Jesus. Cleanse us, Holy Spirit. Love the hell out of us, Father. Worship. Verse 25. And then he, Hezekiah, stationed the Levites in the house of the Lord with cymbals, harps, lyres, according to the commandment of David and of Gad the king's seer, and Nathan the prophet. For the commandment was from the Lord through his prophets. The Levites stood with the instruments of David and the priests with the trumpets, <laughs> making music, praising God. It's like what, it's we get that. Once we've made the sacrifice, once we've dumped the weight, We've confessed our sin. We humble ourselves. We fall in the heaviness under the weight of God's glory. And the sacrifices get made. The result is singing. You guys, I see it all the time. We train instructors who are just disciples, leaders taking this message. And they come in heavy. They come in, some of them defiled feeling in disarray but then the sacrifice gets made day after day they rise in the morning sore muscles tired having to battle lies all the things that show up when we come to the glory of the Lord and the enemy tries to keep us out but I watch them by our final day they are throwing off everything that entangles. They have made so many sacrifices, measurable and sore muscles <laughs> and cheeks from all the laughing because joy and suffering are not opposed to each other. They hold the tension, one on the left, one on the right, holding the tension. for your transformation. So then the singing begins. Oh man, the singing. It's like unashamed, 
we don't care out of tune whatever it is it is going fragrant offering to the Lord and by the by the way the singing began and that was just with the priests and the Levites in the temple it's like they had done a hard day's work they sacrificed by the way the Levites that is the tribe of the 12 tribes of God's people the Levites were the tribe that would be chosen for the service of the temple the priests always came from the tribe of the Levites but just a side note not all the Levites were priests they were Levites but not all of them were priests but all the priests were Levites so it's like the priests and their family <laughs> right which kind of we are the priests and some of you might feel more like Levites because you're not technically able to proclaim the name of Christ where you are but you're a Levite you're a priest a CIA undercover but you are from the family of the Levites those who were chosen by God to establish worship so singing breaks out with the priests and the Levites like a big family party but what happens is that that joy starts to permeate out the multitudes hear about it and Hezekiah invites the people now the people of Israel not just the chosen ones of a tribe but all 11 other tribes come come to the assembly the multitude of you come and worship bring your sacrifices and your thank offerings so there were so many offerings get a load of this the people come this is like going to Disneyland is open again or the Grand Canyon it's open again this is a glorious thing come to the temple worship has been restored come come celebrate Passover come you guys this is how simple living well is just return to the temple the place sacrifice the blood of Christ the price that's paid come back make your offering that bitter moment that that resentful thought that love that insists on its own way or that your love that has been jealous or envious or your pride right everything that's been the opposite opposite of 1st Corinthians 13 when Paul tells us what is love so you come back to the temple <laughs> And you bring your offering so I'm gonna I'm gonna end it with this because I love this okay so Hezekiah this is what happens when we restore temple worship people hear about it you restore it in you it starts to permeate around and out of you and you invite come 
come and hear about a man who told me all that I have ever done. And he did not shame me. He offered me a key, authority over this. And people came and they brought their offerings and they brought so many offerings <laughs> that the, the priests were getting tired because they couldn't fillet all the offerings. So the Levites helped out, but it was still too many offerings. He invites all of Israel and Judah to come to the house of God and observe Passover. Right? Hezekiah invites. And people came. And by the way, they came. And, and we hear some of them came that did not cleanse themselves. And here, I love Hezekiah's heart. Now, religious people would freak out. Oh my gosh, they're not clean. We just did all this work and now they've defiled the temple. No. Hezekiah hears of this and he prays. He prays for them saying, may the good Lord pardon everyone who sets his heart to seek God, the Lord, the God of his fathers, even though not according to the sanctuary rules of cleanliness. And the Lord heard Hezekiah and healed the people. Come on. that's a priest <laughs> and I would like to take a moment to boast in the Lord inside this Revelation Wellness Ministry because those are our priests our fitness teacher gospel preachers get on in here be sweaty be messy just come we'll pray over you God heal them mercy extend And great chore. It says in verse chapter 30, verse 26. So there was great joy in Jerusalem. For since the time of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, there had been nothing like this. And people brought so many sacrifices and offerings. They brought their gold, their silver, their animals. They brought, they were restored joy that just releases you from the grip of this world. They brought so much offering that heaps were formed. So Hezekiah walks into the temple and says to the priest, what is all this? And the priests say, the people have brought so much to the temple that we don't know what to do with it. It's too much. Heaps. Heaps. Friend, I pray heaps over you. Heaps. Heaps. <laughs> be faithful. Be patient. Heaps are coming upon you. It'll be so much goodness, immeasurably more than you could ask or imagine, that you won't know what to do. But good old Hezekiah, he doesn't just say, all right, let's store up these heaps for when the people fail God. No, he commanded the priests that they give themselves to the law of the Lord and to spread abroad these gifts. 
the people of Israel gave in abundance, spread it abroad, let it go out into all the land. The first fruits of grain, wine, oil, honey, and all the produce of the field. They distributed. They became the house of God, a refuge, a rescue, and a refining place. God, we thank you. Thank you that this is what you're doing. I declared in this season, 2021, you are restoring temple worship and heaps, heaps from heaven are gonna fall. And we're not here for the heaps, but for you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm not numb anymore. Oh. 